Hello, I'm Jacob Wharton, and welcome to the podcast Soup to Soup, the show where we scratch the surface on deep topics. Today we will be looking at disparities in the American healthcare system, specifically those pertaining to race. Now, these disparities are created by systemic flaws in the American healthcare system that need to be addressed and corrected. Bear in mind that this is a complex issue that is also intertwined with with disparities relating to education, social, and economic discrimination. The Heckler Report, published in 1985, was the first major report to explore this topic, and it found some appalling statistics. It found that the infant mortality rate was an astounding 2.5 times higher for African Americans than it was for their white counterparts. It also found that if given better treatment, evaluation, and detection, up to 45% of African American death under 70 years could have been avoided. Now, if you think this has gotten better since, it has, but it is still a noticeable difference. In 2011, the National Center for Health Statistics found that the average life expectancy at birth for a white person was 78.4 years. If you were black, the average life expectancy at birth is only 73.6 years, almost a five-year difference. One contributing factor to these disparities is evidence gaps. Research in health inequities is fairly new, meaning there's a lot more that needs to be explored. The Heckler Report came out in 1985, and the next major report to follow it up by the Institute of Medicines came out a whole 18 years later in 2003, so there's still a lot more research to be done. But another issue is it's been hard to get representative and accurate samples of smaller racial and ethnic groups to get an understanding of how they compare to the total population. It is also just a very complicated subject, and many factors affect healthcare, like sex, gender, and where you live. Wealth can also be a factor, and there are many healthcare disparities that arise when looking at women, the LGBTQ community, and lower socioeconomic classes. Another major factor that contributes is the mistrust of healthcare providers by certain African American communities. Now, this mistrust is based off events like the Tuskegee study. The Tuskegee study was a study done in Alabama starting around 1932 to observe the effects of untreated syphilis in black men. The only problem is that once penicillin became a standard treatment for syphilis in 1947, the medicine was withheld as part of the treatment for both for the black men. Now, this poses a huge problem, and this is why that mistrust in African American community, communities is largely justified. This mistrust has caused less participation from African Americans in clinical trials and studies, which is justified. But the problem is that that just expands the evidence gaps that I was talking about earlier. It took 10 years for researchers to learn that high blood pressure drugs were less effective in treating hypertension in African Americans because of this. It's also shown that mistrust has affected the organ donation rates of African Americans, <clears throat> which hurts other African Americans because one it's estimated one out of five African American kidney transplant candidates needs a kidney from the same race. This mistrust has been shown to take extremes, when in the 90s, some surveys showed that 10-35% to 35% of African Americans 
thought that AIDS was deliberately created to infect black people. And there's even history of the government treating African American people differently. More recently, in 2009, Congress banned all flavored cigarettes except for menthols because menthols were preferred by black smokers, and Congress feared pushback. But by not banning a harmful substance that makes cigarettes more addictive, in particular the cigarettes most popular in black communities, Congress was hurting African Americans. To this day, there's no ban on menthol cigarettes, but the FDA has a proposed ban, ban in works. <clears throat> so just imagine going to the doctor or the hospital to seek help with a medical problem and feeling like you can't trust the person who's giving you care. Because that is the experience, unfortunately, of many African Americans and other ethnic and racial minorities living in the U.S. today. Another factor? Accessibility, affordability, and quality of care. Studies have shown that disproportionate insurance coverage among black and Latino populations affects the accessibility and affordability of care, which means many of these people who aren't insured avoid the hospital or try to wait until their symptoms get worse and they have to go in, which makes worse outcomes, which makes the healthcare disparities more apparent. This is why public policy is vital to fixing the healthcare problem in America. For example, when the Affordable Care Act passed, it increased insurance rates and helped make health care more accessible, which could solve some of the problems I mentioned earlier. But due to political conflict over this particular act, it was unable to cause significant changes to disparities, unfortunately. But if lawmakers can keep working at it, we can find public policy that can help fix some, at least, of the disparities. The last factor I want to talk about is implicit bias. This refers to healthcare providers' differential attitudes and behaviors towards patients. Implicit bias is one of the hardest factors to combat due to the fact that it is mainly caused by subconscious bias. This means that until we can change the way that healthcare providers think and society thinks about racial differences, these problems will continue to persist. Implicit bias can cause changes in the quality of treatment, particularly when doctors are describing different treatments, as doctors are more likely to prescribe stronger treatments to white people. One study found through implicit association tests that doctors were more likely to associate black patients with uncooperativeness and white patients with being more cooperative, leading to a difference of treatment and diagnosis. This is a major problem because a misdiagnosis can lead to major consequences. These inequities surrounding healthcare are a huge problem in America and call for major changes to the healthcare system. One of the best ways to combat disparities in the healthcare system is with public policy. Like the Affordable Care Act aimed at helping eliminate disparities as well as ensuring more people, if we can get more people active about this subject in particular, we could hopefully pass more policy that would help close the gap. A major issue with this topic is lack of awareness, especially in white communities. So my personal plan aims to spread awareness. My personal plan involves partnering with politically active clubs at our school like JSA and in our community in order to create safe places to have civil discussions about the topic at hand, helping more people look for resources to educate themselves and learn about the topic, because the more people that know about it, the easier it is to combat the healthcare disparities. 
Hopefully these, these discussions will also allow people with more diverse viewpoints than my own to speak on the subject in order to try to get a full picture and better understanding of what these disparities look like in America. Thank you for listening. I'm Jacob Wharton, and this has been Soup to Soup.